0: The Mandalorian is a 2019 sci-fi series from the Star Wars universe that is a standalone drama, i.e. it is unconnected with the storyline from the Star Wars movies, completely doing its own thing. Unfortunately, it's a series exclusively available on yet another streaming service, this one being Disney+. Plus. It's pretty expensive and difficult to keep up with all the Amazons, the Netflixes, But I did have a keen interest in this series, and anyway, there are other ways to watch movies and series that belong on streaming platforms if you know what I'm saying. So anyway, in terms of where I am with Star Wars, what my relationship is with the saga, I used to be a huge Star Wars fan. I watched all the movies and had loads of comic books and novels, I was a fanatic, completely obsessed with it all. In fact, I remember once I was so known in my junior school for being a Star Wars nerd that, During one of our daily assemblies, which always started with a song, our head teacher actually played the Star Wars theme because of me. I actually grew up with the prequels, they were my jam. I still love them, obviously when you grow up you recognise their flaws and how clunky they are, but there's still a lot to love with them, there's some amazing characters and the world building is incredible. The original three films are classics, but then obviously Disney bought out Lucasfilm and the Star Wars IP, and I was quite worried with what we were going to get. Among many poor decisions, they decided to scrap George Lucas's ideas and his input. Say what you want about him, but Lucas has some incredible imagination and it's essential to at least have him on as an advisor or something, something which he did do on The Mandalorian. And when The Force Awakens came out, I was horrified, I hated it, absolutely despised it with a passion, it made my blood boil for many reasons. I won't go into it because it's off topic of course, but I thought the film was so bad and such a slap in the face to what had come before that it put me off all future Star Wars films. So even now, I still haven't got around to seeing Rogue One, Episode 8 or 9 or that Han Solo prequel film they made. But even the idea of making a Han Solo prequel, it just showcases a lack of imagination and a lack of bravery to try something new. It seems in all of these new Disney Star Wars movies, they're clinging to the past, clinging to what has already been successful, instead of creating new, interesting characters, places and stories that we fall in love with. Who wants to see a Solo prequel? Why is Han Solo still a smuggler 30 years later in The Force Awakens, even wearing the same clothes? The whole film is simply a shitty remake of A New Hope it's just so insulting, it's such cowardice, and if you look at interviews of the director J.J. J. Abrams, you'll find it was completely intentional. This is one of the reasons I was attracted to The Mandalorian, because it was supposed to be a completely original, independent series unrelated to the movies. So that would mean, no cheap attempts at fan service, where a famous Star Wars face would be all over the adverts and trailers, trying to get us hooked in through nostalgia. It would be completely its own thing. And on top of that, The stuff I heard about the show was really promising. Not just that it was good, but the style of the show. I heard it being compared to Spaghetti Westerns, which happens to be my favourite movie subgenre. I saw that people were comparing the titular character to Clint Eastwood's Man With No Name. I saw Ennio Morricone's name pop up as an influence in reviews. I was intrigued. Could this really be a Star Wars TV show unpolluted by all of Disney's shenanigans, was this the first example of what Star Wars fans have been crying out for ever since the mouse took over the IP, meaning original, standalone, independent Star Wars stories? Well, after watching most of the show, I have to say, it is. The Mandalorian wears its western influence proudly on its sleeve. It is a western, it just happens to have been painted with a Star Wars coat, and it's a beautiful thing too, because The original Star Wars movies were a combination of different genres and styles brought together to create something new. You had the Flash Gordon serials, Akira Kurosawa's The Hidden Fortress, and The Mandalorian does the same thing, with the biggest influence being the western genre. As a fan of westerns, this was a huge delight. The show had me grinning from ear to ear, even in the first episode, the first scene I think, there's a part directly lifted from Sergio Leone's The Good, the Bad and the Ugly, where a guy is being harassed and the Mandalorian comes and takes out the guys who are doing the harassing, much to the gratitude of the oppressed dude, only to find out that the Mandalorian is after his bounty, and he apprehends him. That's just the way Two and Blondie meet in The Good, the Bad and the Ugly, and what with the desert planet and the fact that it takes place in a saloon, it also reminds me a lot of Clint Eastwood's entrance in For a Few Dollars More and the entire series is drowning in its western influence. You can play western bingo and the game will be over in minutes, what with the tough as nails, strong, silent protagonist, the leon esque wide shots combined with the ultra close-ups, even the way the Mandalorian grasps and takes out his blaster, and I love it. I guess there might be some that are turned off with it, but for me this show is brilliant, and a lot of that is due to the fact that you get a kind of feeling, even if this isn't how they actually did it. The showmakers envisioned a great western story, and then added all the Star Wars stuff later. I'm not saying they obviously did it that way, but that's kind of what it feels like. It works for Star Wars fans, it feels like a Star Wars universe, something The Force Awakens never did. The screen wipes, the combination of excellent CGI and terrific practical effects, the way offhand bits of dialogue make it seem like otherworldly alien stuff is everyday to these characters and it works for all people who have no interest in Star Wars. I do think there is a lot to enjoy for people who don't care for the films. The music as well, again, it's like someone took a bit of Morricone, a bit of Poldoris, and mixed them together with the garnish of John Carpenter's classic synth. The result is a very catchy tune that suits the wild, erratic, but cool and suave universe the series is set in, and there's a nice little two second jingle for the protagonist, almost every time he pops up on screen, something which again is a staple of the spaghetti westerns. Westerns themselves were largely influenced by samurai movies, and those who are familiar with films like Lone Wolf and Cub will notice many familiar beats. That's not to say The Mandalorian is a collection of references and easter eggs though, it very much is its own thing. I mentioned that The Mandalorian feels like Star Wars, and that's a huge credit to the showmakers. They've achieved something here in regards to the show's tone, that makes the series interesting at all times, even if the character is doing something boring and mundane like rebuilding his ship or quite simply walking around through a crowded market. Part of that is due to the sets and costumes. The Mandalorian himself for example just looks so badass with his armour, and the show allows your eyes to wander and check out stuff that's happening in the background bickering between a freaky grocer and a droid, a shady looking deal going on between a jawa and a customer. The world feels real, it feels dirty and it feels lived in, it feels like a world that would exist and has existed long before we started watching it, and that's something not easy to do, that's a complaint I reserve for top tier projects like Blade Runner or the video game Skyrim. This world also feels dangerous, like anything could happen at any time, and you are cringing at times, wanting for the main character to get to safety as soon as possible in some tense chase scenes. Remember the canteen scene in A New Hope, with those two big bullies and Obi-Wan cutting off one of their arms, and then everyone goes back to their business like it's an everyday occurrence. That feeling of constant danger, a far cry to the safe sentiment you get in The Force Awakens, where every character feels protected by their plot arm at all times, is ever present. And it feels dirty, it has the hallmarks of an adult show without actually being one, with the way the characters act and react to things, and just many of the things that occur in the show, like one part, where an alien is being cooked to eat, and then the camera moves over to show an identical alien in a cage, screeching in agony and grief. It's like a 5 second shot but it stays with you for how disturbing it is, it makes you think, was that his mother, was that his brother, little things like that really add to a show or a movie, it's always the little things that elevate a project from good to great. The bottom line is, The Mandalorian is pure entertainment. The action, evenly spaced out and never remotely feeling like it's taking place for the sake of it, is terrific. In particular the one in the first episode where the main character teams up with the bounty hunting droid. The action is explosive, well shot and grounded. The weapons are cool, the costumes, the voice acting, the colour grading, everything is spot on, they really did well with this series. The humour is always on point, it never takes away from the seriousness of a scene, another complaint I had about The Force Awakens. And it does say something when you are able to tell what the main character is thinking or feeling, even when he doesn't say much, and is always wearing a mask. In terms of plot, there isn't much. The show doesn't seem concerned too much with providing twists and turns and all of that, its not plot-driven in the slightest. It likes to get intricate with the story, it likes to be detailed and at times pedantic. Going back to westerns, if we take two mules for Sister Sarah as an example, the whole story involves a man taking a woman across the horizon to where she'll be a safe, but that thin plot takes place over the entire course of the story. Within it, different things happen, like the difficulty of getting past a certain area, Or the introduction of some troublesome characters. The Mandalorian is set up in a similar way, with him, a bounty hunter, going after a target and realizing it's a child. It takes him about one third of season one's runtime to get the bounty back to those who wanted it, what with all the issues he faces along the way. He gets a clash of conscience when he delivers the baby back to the sinister looking folk who wanted it, fighting with the idea of going back and rescuing it, and the series goes from there. They got Werner Herzog in the show by the way, which in of itself is a massive two thumbs up. The baby's so cute as well, people call it Baby Yoda online I think. It actually reminds me of my own one year old son, especially with what the kid gets up to, like running off randomly or when the Mandalorian sticks his finger out and the baby does so too, or that really sweet bonding scene between him and the Mandalorian when he's playing with that little ball that came off the one of the valves on the Mandalorian ship. I love that whole little arc, where at the beginning, where the Mandalorian is flying back to the planet to deliver the baby, and it's touching loads of buttons, it's pissing him off and removing that ball thing. But then later on when the Mandalorian is about to leave after delivering the bounty, he enters his ship, reaches for the valve and notices with a pang that the ball is not there, instantly reminding him of the kid. And then later on when the two are reunited, The baby's playing with the ball again, with the Mandalorian in the cockpit of the ship. It's small things like that, that show you they really thought things through with this series. It's clearly made by real people, people who have lived lives and have experiences that they can bring to the series, not a committee that got together and thought, how can we make as much money as possible? I haven't seen all of it, I don't usually review something before I finish it, but I had some time. I've seen all the episodes except the last one, and yes, some are better than others, but unless there is some major catastrophe in the season finale, I think The Mandalorian is a major success and should be watched by those specifically who are fed up with the current saturation of Disney Star Wars movies.